Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Mike on, Kevin. Hit the mic is on. It's yes. on. It's on. I didn't say any words before the mic was on. I did have to put my headphones just, on, though. Just reminding. Just reminding. Thanks. You. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I want to help. Thank you, Mom. I want to help. What did you pack in my lunchbox today? Oh, you get a pudding pop today. It's going to be melted. A, a pudding pop? Pudding pop. In my lunchbox? Remember the pudding pops? I do, but I don't see how that would go in the lunchbox. That yeah, seems like a pretty melted. horrible idea. You'll get the pudding cup instead, then. Okay, see, that was Remember a thing. Was the, Did you uh, have that when you were a kid? Like, you, you'd take those when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, of course. Come on. What do you mean when I take those No, when did I was a you? Kid? Like, yes, was that a thing? 100%. That was, oh, that was not on my list. The pudding? The, the pudding no, cup? No. What do you mean? No, I was not about that. What were you about? I then? wasn't about that life. What, what life were you about? Nutty bars. That's. Or silly. cookies. Or cookies. Oh, that's because you're, in, you're 50. See, and, I am not. And you're like, what, 46? No. 48? 40. No. 49? No, doofus. <laughs> I know you're about 10 years younger than me. I'll be 45 in a month. Okay, so you're not 10. Yeah, you're close. Doesn't matter, though. Yeah. I'm no. a young 45. You're a young 45, the, yeah. The, the point I'm trying to make, Kevin, is, is that Nutty Bars are like, I don't get it. The best? They're, are they? Oh, do you know what happened this week? I do. What? They made ice cream out of all the little Debbies. They did. It came out February 1st. I do. And you know who's really excited about that? This is hilarious that we're doing this right now. Because you didn't know this at all. No. My buddy Jim Macho is going to join us. Oh, really? Loves little Debbie. Oh, yes. <laughs> he was so excited when this came out. We actually have a, like, Jim and I are on this email group that Jim has put together. And it's brilliant, right? It's people basically, we just all sit and fight. And it's retired athletes it's lawyers, oh, doctors, stand-up comedians, like it's all, and it's insanity. It's insanity. It's the craziest things that none of us would ever say publicly. We yell at each other, call each other names, but in the end, we also have like we're all like friends. You know, we're good friends. And we, except for that one guy you told me about, there is one guy. Yeah. Well, there's two or three of those one guys. Yeah. Okay. But in actuality, in real life, they're nice people. Well, like sure. I've met them. They're not bad people. They're oh. just not smart. They never but, are. But when, when we were just talking about this the other day on the email list, he was super. He was Jim was the one that sent it. He was very excited. February first, uh, and I think it's only at. Is it at Walmart's only? I didn't look at that. I don't. know. I think it's at Walmart. But 
Little Debbie ice cream. There are six or seven different yeah, flavors. Yeah, yeah, the got, oatmeal cream pie thingy. You uh, got the oatmeal cream pie, which I can't wait for. Yeah, like I'm, really? Um, yeah, that's that's number really? one. I'm all Nick Saban when it are comes. Are you really? To, oh, <laughs> Nick, Nick Saban does that for breakfast, man. Dude, that's how I, tough he I is. Will, I'm eating that for breakfast. I don't care. I would cru- if it were socially acceptable and it wouldn't kill hold me. On. I would crush a box wait, of oatmeal cream pies. Hold what? on, socially acceptable to eat a box of you're in your home alone. Pies. Yeah, but I'm still feeling if I so were you to, still feel peer pressure home alone. No, no. If I were at home and I crushed a box of oatmeal cream pies uh-huh. in one sitting uh-huh. all by myself, I would feel shame. Well, you would probably feel sick too and shame, but I would mostly feel shame. <laughs> I don't see the shame part. I do get the no, sick part. I would be so and it's certainly not good for you. It, it, no, it's the worst. Yeah, but it would be delicious. So there's that one. Yeah, uh, the Nutty Bar, which is why I bring Nutty that up because is, that's going to be the best on one. There. That's um, going to be the best one. There's like their version of the Ho Hos. Yeah, the Swiss cake rolls. Is oh, that what Swiss that's called? Cake rolls. Yeah. That's what it is. I like Ho Ho better though. It sounds more fun. <laughs> of course you do. Um, let's see. Let me let me tell you what the flavors are because I think this is really. Well, we've important. given you half of them already. Strawberry, strawberry shortcake rolls. Yep. Uh, zebra cakes. No thanks. Um, cosmic brownies. Yep. That's so basically ice cream with brownies. I mean, that's nothing. And then the uh, the, New, I mean. the honey bun ones, whatever they're really? called. Really? Yeah. They, that sounds not great. Yeah. Uh. The yeah, honey bun. That sounds not great. I mean, like those are good, but that sounds like not great so in an ice cream. Sick. Oh, I, what? Yeah. How how would that seems not, weird? How would that be weird? Same thing with the strawberry cake thingy. It well, seems weird. I look at it this way: Could you take any of these things and then put a dollop of ice cream on top of it, and would they taste good? And the answer is yes. No. Yes. I mean, most of them. All of them. No. Except for Nutty Bars. No, those are the best ones. Nutty Bars should go right to the garbage. No, those are perfect for ice cream. Nutty Bars are perfect for the trash. No. Peanut butter rules all. Nutty Bars should go straight from the factory <laughs> to the compost heap. No. no well, they, I mean, they get there, but only after I'm done with them. <laughs> oh, good God. What? <laughs> what in the hell? I'm talking about, like, recycling. Yeah. Oh, the box. Oh, the box. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What did you think? I don't. Well, I'm not going to tell. What do you think? What did you think? We're talking about compost. What do you think? I thought I'm, you recycle things in compost. Like it's dead plants and you ever smelled compost? No, it smells like I don't think I've think? ever seen a compost pile. I've heard of it before. Though. Oh, we had when I was a kid. It was a little thing out. Did you little, live on a farm? No, there, there was a thing. Oh, it's a real like people do that in their yard. Yeah, there's like a little box and then you put leaves and stuff in it and then you have to layer it with something else. And but then then like, it, but like in normal like in neighborhoods. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. That's why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing people do. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. What's yeah. it for? Well, then you use it for, like, mulch, you know, fertilizer and stuff. You Can't can you? just get that at Lowe's? Yeah, but then you've made it. You've ta- It's recycling, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> you've taken some garbage, uh-huh. some leaves that you don't burn the leaves. You put them in the compost. Why would heap. you burn the leaves? Because people burn leaves. They used to. Well, yeah, I'm saying, like. Now it's outlawed. I'm like, if you could just put them in a bag, isn't that better? Yeah, but then but a brown gotta, bag, not the plastic bag, because then that's wasteful. Right, something's got to happen with them. But um, but you can do it yourself, and then instead of having to buy mulch or fertilizer or whatever, you use these uh, use the compost. Okay. And then it nourishes the plants. You're welcome. Nice, thank you. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of work. It so seems I could, like so I could just buy that stuff at the store, though. Yeah. So why would I want to do all the work? Because it's free. But you it's gotta, not like you mulch get, is expensive. No, but it's still free. Okay, you you win. I mean, I people like to save money. Okay, I'm like I'm not making fun of that. I'm just saying never, for me, the amount of effort 
is 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 has a dollar value, and it's, I, and I get that, and, and that 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 the dollar value is a lot higher I, than what it would be to just buy the stuff. I can't argue with you on that. Okay, so you're with me, but but you, there are people, yes, who would rather, yes, save that dollar fifty. People that would rather grow their own. I don't know what fertilizer. I mean, or mulch make costs. their own. Yeah, they'd rather make their own. And generally grow who, compost. It's also sustainable. So you sustainable? Care, sustainable. Oh, sustainable. You care about the environment. I'm like, you stain it? That's weird. I mean, that's probably I misunderstood is. you. That's my fault. Yeah, no, no. But you you know, it, it's like you care about uh, the world. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I do care about the world. I, I do. That's why yeah. I recycle. Yeah. And compost is recycling yourself. Cool. Nice. Not job. not your like doing it for yourself. Doing it on your own, right? That's rather correct. than relying on somebody else to do it. Yeah. Good times. All right. So we'll get a little bit more on whether or not the Brian Flores case, the, the lawsuit against the NFL, has some legal standing, or what maybe the hurdles are that they have to clear. That's what I kind of want to get into. Uh, my good friend Jim Macho is an attorney based out of Detroit. He's worked with the with 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 NFL players. Uh, for years, probably a couple of decades, on a number of issues. So he's tied in with the league. He at one point was uh, a contender for the uh, the head of the NFLPA. Uh, you know, competed with Demora Smith. Ended up finishing second there, but was I mean, this is something he knows. I heard I it was get, rigged. It, it was. I mean, honestly, God, you knew. I it, heard there was. I heard there were discrepancies. There were. Yeah, like for real. Really? Well, not like dirty pool, they, just like it, like politics. We politics. Should, well, yeah, we should get the voting machines and yeah. just no, find it's not out. that. No. no, it's not. No, there was no, there was no, nobody was going to override the vote. Oh, so it wasn't stolen from him? No, it wasn't. Oh, no, it was just politics. Okay, just the way it went. But we'll talk but to nowadays him nowadays when you lose, it's stolen. Well, <laughs> he didn't. That, that they, that's not what happened in the NFL. Oh, it's different. No, okay. we'll, but we'll talk to Jim about like what he sees as maybe the hurdles that they have to overcome. Where there's a you know maybe more valid complaints than others, we'll get an expert opinion on that next up on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Friday night on Sports Open Line. Chris Ranji, Kevin Wheeler with you here on KMOX. We've been talking a lot the last couple of days uh, about really, I mean, I, one of, what could be one of the bigger stories in recent NFL history, depending on how much can be backed up with evidence here. But we've been talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit earlier tonight. We talked about Hugh Jackson jumping in and some of the things that they've tossed in there. And in the, as soon as this story came out, I reached out to my good friend Jim Acho, uh, who is an attorney that works a lot in the world of football. He represents a lot of retired players in some of their claims against the league when it comes to health care. Some of it was for benefits that had, had really had never been 
Um, well, never been offered before, but Jim's done a lot of good fighting there. He's been involved with active players for a long time. And I figured since Och knows the law and he knows football and he's been around the league for 20, 25 years, I figured this would be a good time to catch up on the air. Och, how you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How are you? You know what? Pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie, man. We were, in fact, uh, my, my partner, Chris Roger, you don't know Chris. Chris, this is Jim. Jim, this is Chris. Hi, Jim. Uh, <laughs> hey, Chris. We, we just spent the last five minutes before our last break talking about uh, the, the Little Debbie ice cream. Oh, so Little Debbie ice we're cream. All, we're both yeah. a little hungry right now. I didn't need for that to happen at all. I'm already <laughs> looking like Tom DeLuise Jr. I didn't need that to happen. But uh, it's definitely a pleasure to be on with you guys. Wheels, you know. I've been on shows across the country the last 20 years. I've listened to guys across the country, and, you know, I'm biased maybe, but I don't think I'm being effusive when I say I really think you're the best in the business. Ooh. The combination of, of of knowledge, delivery, the voice, the ability to listen to people's differing opinions and rebut them without being obnoxious or insulting, I think that's a lost art in your business, and, you know, there's a reason why guys like John Hamm and John Goodman and Randy and Jason Sklar and these St. Louis area celebrities that are in L.A. listen to you religiously. I, I really think you're the best in the business. So that is my uh, fanny kissing quota for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it, and for those that don't know, Ach and I go back to high school. We both went to uh, Detroit Catholic Central High School. Jimmy's, Jimmy, you're like a year older than me, I think, right? Graduated a year yeah. ahead of me, something like that. So we go right. back a ways. Now, I, I, when this when this Flores lawsuit came out, and by the way, thank you much. You're You're very kind, and I think far too kind, but I appreciate it. Um, when, when the Flores lawsuit came out, I mean, you were one of the first people I reached out to, and I know we did this in our group email and we talk about things. You've had some time now to look over it. Anything stand out to you, uh, either on the good or the bad side of this, just having looked at it? Yeah, both. Um, and honestly, in fairness to you guys and me and really the subject matter, it's hard to unpack all this in one short segment. This, this topic at large deserves Hours And it would really, to do it justice, it would take that time, but we don't have that. So I have read the lawsuit several times. I've digested it. There are aspects of it I like and I think have merit. There are aspects I think are lacking in merit and uh, simply put in there to be inflammatory. So let me start out by saying this, and I'll try to address it in sort of a rapid fire or sure. bullet point uh, way, unless you want to throw questions at me. But I know we don't have a ton of time. So let me start out by saying this. It's a damn shame that in 2022 we're having this conversation. Um, it, it shouldn't be, but that's life. This week, two black general managers were hired. Uh, Kwesi Adolfo, former basketball player at Princeton, is replacing Rick Spielman in Minnesota. So we now have seven black general managers in the NFL. That is tremendous progress, no matter how you slice it. And for people to say otherwise is either being disingenuous or naive. And, and the lawsuit ignores that. So there have been strides uh, made. So I think we need to stop with the inflammatory uh, narrative thrown out there. And it's in this lawsuit as well that the NFL is this plantation where the rich white man sits up in the box and watches the black athlete perform for his entertainment. That, that's insulting to everybody. This is not 1970. This isn't Kurt Flood, and everybody in St. Louis is well familiar with Kurt Flood and what he did. That's not what we're dealing with. 
what this boils down to is sham interviews, and I think that's that's the main issue that we need to focus on, and I think that's what Flores is really upset at, and I don't blame him. And I think the lawsuit has merit when it comes to this. I think it's time to, to dismantle or do away with the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule is 20 years old. For people that don't know what that is, Dan Rooney, who's now deceased, the former owner of the Steelers, uh, very noble uh, guy, wanted to increase diversity in the NFL. They hired Mike Tomlin. Um, and in order to do that, teams have to interview a minority candidate before hiring anybody. All it has really served to do is allow teams to engage in window dressing and, frankly, it's humiliating and insulting to black candidates. Do I think Brian Flores is telling the truth when he says John Elway showed up to their interview an hour late, hungover, wearing sweats, and disheveled? Yes, I do. <laughs> Brian Flores has, he has no reason to make that up, and it is such a specific allegation. Yeah. I, you know, if I was a juror, absolutely, I would believe him. It's insulting. You would hope that that the uh, the best candidate is going to get hired in 2022. Unfortunately, today we only have one black head coach. That is a travesty in a league that is made up of 70 percent black athletes. You have to have equal representation. In in previous years, there have been as many as five black head coaches, and and. You can live with that. You can't live with one. What what I think is skewed is this notion that black coaches are not given an adequate window of opportunity once they have a job. And keep in mind, Brian Flores was the head coach for three years. It's not like he wasn't hired. He was terminated. Do, do any of us think Brian Flores should have been terminated? No, absolutely not. He did a remarkable job uh, with less than stellar talent. And I think Stephen Ross is a terrible owner. And I, I again believe Brian Flores when he says Ross offered him incentives to tank. I'd love to come on at a different time and talk about tanking <laughs> yeah. and all the implications uh, because there's a ton of implications involved with that. Um, the first rule of tank club, you don't talk about tank club. <laughs> Fans want teams to tank. They want teams to get the top draft pick, and it's. It, I absolutely think owners buy into that, but you can't. It flies in the face of what sports are about. You can't. It, it, it damages the underpinnings of the sport. It damages gamblers, and let's face it, guys. The NFL is pushed by gambling and oh, fantasy yeah. sports. Yeah, I mean, it runs on it. So. Yeah. Getting back to uh, the sham interview, and I, and I, I represented a black coach for many years um, that I saw this happen to firsthand. He doesn't want to be named at this time. He's not joining the class action, um, and, and that's fine. But you, you're, you can't legislate people to do the right thing. A court cannot order a team to hire a black coach. So ultimately, what is this lawsuit about? I think, really, Flores wanted to fire a shot across the bow. He wanted to create a sonic boom to draw attention to this issue, and I think this does that, and I applaud him for that, frankly. So in a court, I, I don't know if there's any other way to do it. Yeah, and, and Jim, and, and like you said, in a court of law, the, the, I don't know what this lawsuit ultimately will do there, if anything. I'm wondering if, and you mentioned the Rooney Rule, which was a response 
to, I think, the threat of lawsuits back yes. after Tony Dungy and Dennis Green were fired years ago. And and Correct. that's and that's what the intent was for that. It served its purpose there, but it doesn't really have any teeth. So I guess what what do you think the consequence or the maybe consequence isn't the word, but what what are the ramifications by this even being brought about, even if it doesn't actually win in court? Okay. So a couple things. First of all, you absolutely know your history because twenty years ago, almost to the to the week. The late Johnny Cochran, whom everybody knows as OJ's lawyer, uh, had put together a class action on behalf of black coaches 20 years ago that was never filed after the Rooney rule uh, was put into effect. So, so you are correct about that. In terms of potential ramifications, first of all, I don't think this is going to stay in court. Every NFL contract, head coach contract, Teams have their own specific language in there. However, there's also uniform language that the NFL insists upon. In that is an agreement to arbitrate. I'm almost positive Brian Flores' contract with the Dolphins has an arbitration clause in there. So this is going to go to arbitration. This is not going to stay in court. You have to file an EEOC complaint. That's the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Before filing a Title VII lawsuit, they didn't do that. Apparently, the court is going to allow them to do that. The EEOC could hand down very heavy and substantial fines if they determine that teams were conducting sham interviews. And, and again, I, I go back to Denver. They knew they were going to hire Vic Fangio. They only brought Flores in. They made this man get on a plane. It's humiliating. He gets on a plane, shows up. They show up, uh, you know, like uh, – the, the big Lebowski. Uh, is Kevin, uh, <laughs> I sent the picture said, of the dude you know, in the limo when they when they told the like always story. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? You here for your interview? You know, what, what, how insulting to this man! Nice, nice marmot. They only did it to comply with a rule. You know, just like filling a quota. Oh, we can check off the box. We interviewed the black guy. Now he can leave, and we can hire Vic Fangio, the guy we really want. If the EEOC, in fact, their investigation determines that that's what happened, they can levy some substantial fines. The arbitrator could also award money damages. There are black coaches. Terrell Austin was on Lloyd Carr's staff, ended up being the D.C. here in Detroit, D.C. in Seattle, well-respected guy, subjected to multiple sham interviews. He never got his shot. A guy like that, I think, is entitled to money damages. I hope he joins the class action. Hugh Jackson, I don't know. Um, he seems like a, a guy that just doesn't want to accept responsibility for being a bad coach, frankly. But I think there are black coaches who never got an opportunity and were subjected to these sham interviews for purposes of being a box that was checked off. Yeah. I think they're entitled to damages, and frankly, I hope they get it. Yeah, that's the thing. We, I, I think there's going to be... Somehow out of this, whether it's through public pressure, through the arbitration process that you described, there will be some some type of quote unquote punishment that comes out of all of this. Although I, I will say we we probably should talk again down the road, Jimmy, about uh, the tanking thing because you know Hugh Absolutely. Brown and his, Hugh, Hugh Jackson and his people say they've got paperwork that documents it. Obviously, Flores has made the claim about the Dolphins' offer, and that's a different argument. That's a completely different setup. I mean, that's uh, we all know that teams except when they're going to be bad and maybe even plan to be bad. But that's a different thing than paying coaches to lose games, which is more like throwing games 
than it is actually tanking. But that's a whole different thing that we'll have Absolutely. to have you back on down the road, man. Yeah, no, and I'd like to because you're, you're dealing with you're peeling away layers of an onion there, and you're talking about again the integrity of the game affecting gamblers, affecting season ticket holders, yep. uh, affecting livelihoods of, of um, the players and the coaches. Absolutely. One of the other, and one of the other areas where, and I don't know if we're running over, but when we talk about the window of opportunity um, for black coaches, you know, we had a guy here, Jim Caldwell, took yep. the Lions to the playoffs twice in four years, had a bad year, he was out, um, and it's happened to other black coaches like Flores. But there have been a lot of white coaches terminated after a year, and that's, that's pretty much ignored. Um, and I'm not talking about interims, and I'm not talking about guys who take over midway. I'm talking about guys hired on a three- or four-year deal, fired after their first year. I'm talking about Jim Tom Sula in uh, San Francisco, the predecessor to Shanahan. Talking about Jim Elmora in Seattle after one year, Pete Carroll in New York after a year. Hell, I remember 40-plus years ago, in between Monty Clark and Bill Walsh <laughs> in San Francisco, Phil McCauley was brought in on a three-year deal, and they fired him. I think he went 8-8. Eight and eight. They had O.J. that year, and they got rid of him. So um, it goes on with white coaches, too. Let's, let's be clear about that. But um, this lawsuit is really about the indignity and the humiliation of being brought in and interviewed just for the purpose of checking off a box when they have no intention of hiring you. And it's really demoralizing to a man who works, um, you know, and I hearken back to Terrell Austin, but there's a lot of other guys out there um, that I could name that this has been going on to for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Night Train Lane left the business altogether. Um, he and Emlyn Tunnell were the first black assistant coaches in the 60s, M. Tunnell with the Giants. They were never able to progress. Um, Tunnell, by all accounts, should have been a head coach in the 1970s. Tons of guys that, that were bypassed. They've made a lot of progress, um, but we still have a ways to go. And in Major League Baseball, there's another second. Yeah. They're even worse. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah we definitely got a lot to get into there. Buddy, you're the best, man. Thanks for staying in here and uh, hanging out with us. I know it's a little later out on the East Coast. Well, not the East Coast, but Eastern time zone. Uh, but take care of yourself, and we'll definitely – I'm sure we'll be uh, – chatting via text and email tomorrow. But in the meantime, buddy, be good. Hey, you guys as well. Pleasure to be on. Little Debbie, here I come. Yes, let's go. <laughs> Oatmeal cream First pie. Of all, all right. Start there. Signing off. Which one is, which one is the go-to, Ach? Is it uh, the... You know what? It's between the Swiss rolls and uh, the strawberry shortcake. All right. All right. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick Star Crunch out of bed. <laughs> hey, hey, Lisa, Lisa, you should have picked that stupid Nutty Bar. No, that's the one. Yeah. No. Nutty Bar's the one. Ach, well, yeah. when, when we hey, get listen, together they're next. All, uh, they're all good. When we get together next, the uh, the Little Debbie's pint of ice cream's on me. Beautiful. <laughs> See you, buddy. All right, boy, stay healthy. Bye-bye. You got it. That's my guy, Jim Ocho. Jim, of course, uh... Uh, he's he's a, he's been a, as he mentioned he's represented a lot of guys that are former NFL players he's done it with baseball too uh, a lot of it has been kind of in the lawsuits against the league seek, seeking medical benefits right that's basically what it is and boy you should hear some of the stories Ronge that he can tell me about guys that keep getting rejected over and over sure. and over by the NFL the race norming stuff is you know he's been he's been involved in some of those issues and um, it was 2015 that he ran against Demora Smith. 
uh, did lose out, but um, he, he was he ran against him because player current players at the time basically said, "Dude, we need we need somebody to challenge D. Smith so that he understands he's got to be better." And it was really a pretty cool uh, at the time. It was a pretty cool story. I wish he would have gotten it because yeah, and and I do agree that the Rooney Rule probably needs to go because yes. it's not working. Yep. but needs to be replaced it, by something. It needs to be replaced with something. But what is that realistic option? No idea. That forces these interviews to not be sham interviews, and for teams to truly consider minority coaches. Yeah, which you know, bringing a guy in because you got to fill a quota that is no. not a real consideration. How do you make them really, truly consider a guy who should be qualified and is qualified but isn't getting the look? Yeah, I don't know how you do it, but I know this. We always are told sports are result-oriented business, and they're not, not getting always. the result, so we need to finally have some, yep. some repercussions. Otherwise, never going to get problems. Problems never going to get fixed. All right, Ron, so this right here, this, is, this was my sleepy music last night. This is what you felt. It wasn't specifically to? this song, but it was System of a Down. I was listening oh. to. Uh, so last night I was listening to the the Hypnotize album. They did Hypnotize Mesmerized. I'm sure you're aware that they did the dual albums at one point, and that was Hypnotize was one of them. But th- that song right there is not from that. But that's what I was listening to last night. Okay, I was listening to that. Okay, and again, that first System like they're they're an interesting. They're an interesting artist because like their speed, their 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 volume, all that like, kind of changes a lot. They like they like to give you changes within the song, was, and that's kind of what I like about them. I like that. Sure, was that whatever? Um, was it about that same sort of cadence which you fell asleep to? It, it would have been that and more. Okay, yeah. that would have been on the low end of the spectrum of like. You do realize that's odd? No, it's not. To fall asleep to to that? That's like that's sort of like energy music. Yeah, and it it's, puts you to sleep. I mean, I'm probably going to fall asleep anyway. I don't really have problems doing that, but sometimes I'm just like laying in bed and I'm like, I'm not ready to sleep yet, so I'll throw some music on, and then eventually when I'm ready, I fall asleep. I think you got a problem, all right. I mean, I sleep like a baby, though, so. I got something to run by you. You do? Yeah. Okay. Do you know a thing, because you've got ties to Michigan, ties to Detroit. I mean, I grew up there, so yeah. And are a uh, Detroit Lions fan. Sadly. How do you feel about this new line of clothing um, called the Detroit Rams. The what? Yeah. So there is a, and I guess it's sort of like an independent kind of a clothing company or whatever. Okay. They have made shirts that have the lion, the, the lion's logo. So it's the body of the lion, but they've put a ram's head on top of the head where the lion's head should be. Oh, you mean for Matthew Stafford? Yes, because there yeah, are people yeah. rooting for Matthew Stafford, and yeah, yeah. apparently that game got better ratings in Detroit than in LA than the Thanksgiving game. Oh day yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably when better than the ratings. actual Lions were playing probably, on Thanksgiving Day. Probably though. better than the ratings in LA too. Probably. I don't. I didn't get those. I mean, numbers. I saw somebody on the Twitter machine make a really good joke, and I think it was a hundred percent accurate. That the fact that Matthew Stafford is in the Super Bowl is basically the closest the Lions have been to the Super Bowl in their history. Okay, see, now this to me is so weird. Like that's that's the truth. This is so weird because I, uh, we've got a, a, a mutual acquaintance who is from Boston. Who that? Uh, Tom Carroll. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Tommy. Yeah. Freeze Pops. Freeze Pops. And Tom is a huge Patriots fan yep. and, and all that crap. He's Patriots, from Red Sox, yeah. all that stuff. 
He was. I used more to go excited. into this. I used to go into this when we all worked together. I used to walk in there and go, "Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. How you doing, Tom? Tom What's going on today?" Uh, Tom was more excited. Got donkeys. Got some donkeys. Some Dunkin' <laughs> Dunky Donuts. That's what I asked him. Uh, so Tom was more excited about Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and more nervous about those games than he was with the Patriots. So like then, he was a, so so he wasn't really was a Patriots weird, fan. He no, was he, a, he was a, he was a Tom fan. Well, he is a Patriots fan, but he is almost a bigger Tom fan, which is so weird to me that you would root for that person more than root for your own team. Which I get the feeling now that a lot of people in Boston are like that because Tom Brady is a god there, and that's so weird because this this now is is similar behavior. From Detroit Lions fans. This is insanity to me. Look, there's the shirt. Yeah, that's terrible look. Not, that I'm not cool with. I'm not cool with... I mean, I, I understand why people would root for Matthew Stafford. I mean, he he's the best quarterback in the history of that organization. These shirts are sold out. I know. Kevin, it's, I'm looking right now. They are that, sold and out. And they're horrible and they're ugly. And I, But you have to understand, too, part of that is those football fans also trying to troll their own team. Like now I, that I can I, I get can, behind. I can promise you, yeah, I can get behind like that. opening week next year, there will be fans in in Ford Field wearing that basically to flip off the Ford family that owns the team. <laughs> like that that is a hundred percent true. I and by the way, in that actually can get behind in that, that vein, yeah. I guess I can support it a little bit. Um but, but yeah, that's this is about one guy that has been very popular. So, you know, the Lions have had a lot of top draft picks, and only a precious few have ever worked out, right? Calvin Johnson worked out. Yep. Charles Rogers did not. You know, I mean, like Matthew Stafford worked out. Andre Ware did not. Joey Harrington did not. They've had so many of these guys at the top that didn't work out that the guys like Megatron, like Matthew Stafford, right? They are immensely popular there, even though they're not there anymore. Because they gave people they gave people return. You know, you got you got to get excited about them and they paid off on it. Which I I totally get it. And if they've been so inept at drafting, so inept at winning, unless they had Jim Caldwell and they were actually pretty good then. Um, I can understand wanting to troll your own team to say to them, hey, idiots, get it together because we've been behind you our entire lives and you have done nothing to reward us. So get your stuff together. And if I have to root for another team, then I'm going to do that. Now I will if say this: sends the, if it sends the appropriate message, because the only other way to do it is to stop going to games. Well, yes, that's it. And in fact, you know, we'll close on that when we get to the next segment because I because we have labor talks going on. People are doing their thing where they're like, "Well, maybe if they all took a little less money, they would lower the ticket price." And I'm like, "Oh, that's no, not that how that works." Now we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, no. But I, I got to call a little bit of BS on the Detroit sports fans that are being this weird about it. I mean, because look. You've had many Stanley Cups. No matter which generation you're from, you've had plenty of Stanley Cups. Yeah. You've had NBA championships. Yes. You've had a World Series winner. It was a long time ago, but you've had a World Series winner and you had a good run. Yeah. You right? Run. You had like 06 to about 14 or 15. You had about a 10 year run where you were really good and winning the division almost every year. You had a team owner that took his, his money. That was not team-related. Little Caesars money. Overspent. And he overspent so he could win. Because he knew he was 
getting closer to passing away. Whatever. No, Does I agree. It, yeah. It was Mike all Illich? about, and by the way, it's why they went into the tank as bad as Lee, as long as they did, because he had so many bad contracts from trying to get one over the top before he kicked the bucket. Sure. But he had a, a hell of a run there. He did. No, I yeah. mean, look, man, he ran a good, he ran a good program with Detroit, with the wings yep. too, but same, he did the same thing though. Buried them in bad contracts, so you go through these long, extended down periods. But wouldn't you trade? But they it? were a dynasty. If you were a fan, wouldn't you trade it? Yes, hundred percent. If yeah. I could, if I could get a dynasty, and the consequences for the next decade, though, they're going to be pretty lousy. Uh, yeah, I'm taking that because I would, as a Blues fan, I would have killed to had what the Detroit Red you know Wings were I, doing. You know what I wish in the '90s? I, I wish. I, I didn't see this, but I, I really wish we had a good way for, you know, Rams fans or f- former Rams fans in St. Louis to have like the opposite, like maybe the Ram helmet on somebody who's taking a dump and have that on a T-shirt What? just to well, show their displeasure with the team. Well, it would have to be on the helmet, you know, like the poop emoji, though, not like a real, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, yeah, you know, I something know funny saying. and cute, something you could wear in public. Oh, well, nowadays or like that, like, 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 uh, you know, that little thing you see on trucks, the little Calvin peeing on the other truck brand. Oh, that thing's been around forever. But do that for like the Calvin on, and Hobbs, on the Rams. The Cal- yeah, 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 yeah. What do you oh, think? That, that's been out there. We got to think. Get, oh, is it? I got to find I'm that. Sure. I got to find that. All right. We'll wrap up next on that thing you mentioned. Okay. What thing did you mention? I don't know now. You did. You just brought it up a minute ago. How do you I don't forget? remember. Play that tape back, Matt. <laughs> How did you forget? I'll remember How did during I forget? the break. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. You'll have to stick around until it's, the next segment to find out ooh, if we remember. There's a tease. It's a Friday night. And we're trying to figure things out on KMOX. All right, so let's uh, spend a couple minutes, Ronj. On some things that I did book learning on a while back. Yeah. All right. So this is going back to, you know, the days. Probably, I probably learned these things in high school. These aren't even college topics. These are high school topics. And I said this to you during the break. And this is relevant to a text exchange I had today. But it's a text exchange I've had eight bazillion times. Or sorry, a Twitter exchange I've had eight bazillion times over the year. There are two things that people online apparently have a difficult time understanding. And they're basic things, but they're important. One is the First Amendment. Well, that ain't just That online. doesn't mean you can just say what you want and nobody can say anything to you. It just means that the government can't jail you for it. Correct. That's all that means. Yes. You can be fired for it. Yes. You can be yelled at by other people for you it. You could be kicked off a platform you for it. You could be, quote unquote, canceled for it. That's right. They just can't throw you in jail for that's it. That's right. Okay. So that's that. That's out of the way. The other one, which is equally annoying because it's equally basic, is supply and demand. So I had a guy today. And this is just one example, not the only one that's ever happened, but a guy today, you know, doing the whole, well, no matter what level of player you are, you're rich because even the low guys make money. And, you know, I just like, okay, well, that's odd because, you know, owners are way more wealthy than the players. So why would you automatically want to side with them? And, and he said something like, you continue to prove why fans should boycott until prices go down. I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, if you want the prices to go down, that's it. You got to stay away. And he's like, well, the owners are are paying players too much and trying to recoup more money from the fans. No. And here's what you got to understand. No. You know this, Raj. Yes. Let me ask you. Let's play this in a, as a quiz game. Okay. So, if tomorrow, as a part of the collective bargaining talks, the players agreed to a 50% pay cut across the board every player. Yeah. How much would ticket prices drop? How much are ticket prices on average right this second would estimate? Let's just say family of four, tickets only, not counting all the other nonsense. Yeah. Average around the league is probably 200 bucks. So $200. 50 bucks a person 
probably so, if if you're if you're talking average seats, okay. not talking about good seats. So if it's two hundred bucks today, what would it be tomorrow? If yes, what would it be tomorrow if we cut it? Uh, two oh five. <laughs> 205 because ticket prices go up year to year every year yeah. and the reason that happens is because you pay for those tickets the, the the only way and I've had this man I've had this fight and I I just I still can't believe people don't understand this because we should by now know mm-hmm. that ticket prices are not in line with how much Pay, uh, players get paid. Yeah. They are in line with how much demand there is for those tickets. That's why for uh, this Super Bowl coming up here, I think there are something like $10,000 tickets or whatever Oh, yeah, the average is like $6,000 or something. It's because people will pay for them. That's right. That's, that's why they're $10,000. And, and what sucks about it is only wealthy people really can afford those that's tickets. Right. And that's right. And it's not cool. No, it's it's you it's would terrible. love to see like a regular Bengals fan who hasn't seen their team in the Super Bowl for 40 years get a chance to buy the super expensive tickets to go out to L.A. and pay at a super expensive hotel yeah. to stay out there and yes. then, you know, be able to afford the tickets on top of that. But and take off work. But we know that that's not possible. We also know, by the way, that Super Bowls sell out like a year before the game yeah, even played. So. You know, these are all secondary market. This is all, you know, available right. online. But it's just a, it's an illustration that this is all supply and demand. Yes. Regular season tickets for your baseball team, supply and demand. When the Cardinals are having great ticket specials, which they do throughout the year. Yep. A lot of the reason for that is, well, I mean, they get the, they get sponsored, um, but also because they're trying to get people into the ballparks because there have been some times well, where their stadiums. Not you'll, you'll notice that the deals are better like in April. That's right. Then they are colder. in June. That's right. They they are. Be- you might get more deals late in a year if the team's not been great. Yeah, and this is every why, stadium, again, every you, team in the country. Why do we think that the ticket prices in St. Louis are higher, generally speaking, than the ticket prices in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh? Because people are coming from all over to game because they have there's, demand there's higher demand because yes. they you know they draw Generally, more than speaking. yeah 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 i mean it was you know, like last year i think there were a lot of empty seats that they weren't used to but yeah uh, there were also a lot of tickets purchased that people didn't go to the games and all that, that but. that's that's in, in, an important point because the tickets what we talk about at bush stadium it's tickets sold not seats filled right there's a difference they are different things when the when the a paid attendance is still three million that doesn't mean that three million people have actually sat in those seats. It means no. three million tickets have been sold. Right. In the end, the end, you want both, but in yes. the end, you want tickets sold more than you want anything else. That's right. And when that stops happening, the prices will come down. And only then. All right. That that concludes our TED talk. We'll have Go- to do it again. Yes, I know. I know. Probably tomorrow. This fight isn't over. Good stuff, Ranj. See you, buddy. Thanks for hanging, man. Have a good weekend. We'll talk soon, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll call you. Okay, cool. See you later, buddy. Hey, guys, have a great weekend. We'll have some more Sports Open Line coming your way on Monday night after the Billikens Coaches Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.